we don't find out the conversation that Jesus has with these Greek speakers who want to see him. Because when the disciples report this to him, and by the way, the, the Greeks, they could have been um, worshippers, um, you know, part of that eclectic mix of people who are drawn to Jewish religion uh, in the Palestinian lands of Roman times. We, we don't know their motivation. We don't know who they are. But interestingly enough, Jesus says, now my time has come. And if we think about Easter, there is an inexorable march, isn't there, from being out in the open, under the public accolades, people waving um, palm fronds, and uh, the sense of celebration, that first meal in, in celebration of uh, Lazarus's rising from the dead or being raised from the dead and and now Jesus says now my time has come and his tone changes somewhat because he says my heart is troubled Jesus, the only person who chose to be born, took on himself, we read in the book of Philippians, the, the form of a human, and the nature of a human, and who humbled himself to death on a cross. Well, no wonder Jesus' heart is troubled because he looks ahead and he is not confused by the future. When he says, now my time has come, we sense that he sets his face towards the cross, that his body language now is all about the cross, the end game, if you like, of his life. And I find it so helpful to know that Jesus is not confused about what he's doing. He's not worried about the future. Yes, his heart is troubled. But in the same breath, he's going to talk about a seed of wheat falling into the ground and dying. And he understands that there is great suffering ahead. He's not confused by that. Jesus, a man on a mission, the God who came to earth to suffer what we suffer and more, is setting his face to do what he knows he must do.